In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... one person. Coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Corona Cast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Amanda Duberman. And the Corona Cast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID 19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hey, Amanda. Hello. How's your, how's your isolation going? sucks. I hate it. But, you know, I have my health. I have my job. I can't complain too much. How about Do you? Do you have any good snacks? Not really. I have very disappointing snacks. I have a ton of popsicles. We buy these sugar-free popsicles because you can just eat a ton of them and like stress eat them. And they're like 10 calories. Um, yeah. I think they're making my pee a weird color, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it for now. I'll take it. Yeah. Now I've been tuning into these press conferences, which I feel like have become a little bit of a daily circus. Um, one's on now, but yeah, yeah. it's hard I've to trust spending, the information. Right. I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok. TikTok has been like saving my mental health. I highly recommend it. The quarantine memes are, you know, they're still funny. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in like a couple weeks, nothing is funny anymore. So I'm kind of just trying to like laugh at what I can make memes while we can. I agree. I totally agree with you. All right, let's get into some facts. We're going to give you the updates from yesterday, the latest in cases and what's just going on generally. And then later in the podcast, meaning like 10 minutes from now, um, we're going to get into a scandalous discussion about a few senators who are profiting off the pandemic. Yes, yes. So let's get into it. Today is Friday, March 20th. As of 1 p.m. Eastern time, the United States had close to 17,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus and 210 deaths. Today, also, the death toll in Italy has officially surpassed that of China. 3,400 people have died in Italy compared to about 3,300 in China. That's noteworthy because Italy's population is around 60 million, whereas China has 1.5 billion people. So the proportion of people being really tragically impacted by this disease is is massive in Italy. But China reported no domestically transmitted cases of coronavirus for the past two days. So that is good news. The bad news is they have found some cases where people got it because they had traveled outside China. So not only is it not the Chinese virus, we are now bringing the virus to China as they have experienced a dip. Uh, Also, the State Department today issued the highest possible level of travel advisory. It's a level four which just says, don't fucking go anywhere because we don't know if we can get you back if something happens. This is the kind of warning they give when like shit is really serious in Syria. Like this is like, it is very possibly dangerous for you to go anywhere. Uh, We also are planning to close the border to Mexico. That goes into effect Saturday at midnight. Today also this wish. I know. (laughs) The better, yeah. Also this morning in the Preds conference, um, they spent a lot of time just talking about illegal immigration Uh, using the phrase illegal immigration, which is like, not the time, man, not the time, not their fault. 
The federal tax deadline has also been extended to July 15th. Standardized testing is suspended and interest on federal loans. Student loans eliminated for the time being. Also, the Senate is pretty close to, tr to passing that $1 trillion relief package that would send checks to most Americans who are making under $99,000 a year. Um, the details of that are TBD because they're still working with Democrats to figure out what exactly is going to happen. I know Democrats are a little concerned that it too heavily favors corporations over people, uh, which does not surprise me at all, but hopefully that is addressed. Trump also announced today he will put the Defense Production Act into effect. So this is the thing he's been talking about. He invoked it a couple days ago, but there have been questions about when he would actually like put it into effect because what it is, is it's an emergency war power. It's pretty serious that can basically compel companies that manufacture things to start manufacturing medical supplies that we need and basically compels them to then sell it to the federal government. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this, especially this week. Um, Serious shortages in masks and obviously ventilators are a real concern. Right now, the real concern seems to be masks because not as many are at the point in the illness where they need the ventilators. But I think the ventilators is like the real serious thing in the future. So he was sort of saying that he was in, putting into effect as an emergency. It was funny. I was reading about how it happened. Apparently, Chuck Schumer called Trump and was like, can you just do this? And then Trump just on the phone just shouted in his office like, yeah, can you just do that now? Let's do it. Okay, thanks. So which is strange because he just was like, okay, Chuck. I, I think that something that you've noticed like, or I've noticed is apparent in the evolution of the of his appearances in these press conferences, although now it seems to be confirmed that his coronavirus test, if he did take it, was probably negative. Um, I will say that. his The way he like, oh, he just made a weird face on the TV. Um, <laughs> the way that um, you can sort of like, it seems more and more like he's, less engaged on the actual subject. Like, I just don't think mm, he's ever yes. going to like get deeper on it. And he's now just like, all right, fuck it. Like, let them figure it out. I think that's totally true. Yeah, totally. Like if you watched him talking to FEMA yesterday, he looked like he was, Mike Pence was, it was him and Pence and Pence was doing the talking mostly. And Trump was like sitting there cross arms. Like he was like forced to be in a meeting. Yeah. Looking around, looking like he was going to fall asleep. Like, I just don't think he can possibly like, pay attention for this length of a crisis. No, totally. And then today during the, the press conference, he snapped because a reporter asked him like, you seem really optimistic. Do you think that's a good idea? And he like lost his mind. He was basically just like, why can't I just be happy? Why can't anybody just be happy? Don't you want me to be happy about this? It's like, yeah, but <laughs> well, not he at was the expense using... of lying. On Sunday, he was using the word, I'm thrilled. And he was, <laughs> and then the market tanked. So... <laughs> Hopefully you guys have heard our new intro, you will have, which can sort of demonstrate his evolution on this topic. Yeah, he takes yeah. no responsibility. Okay, um, basically in terms of like the shutdowns and what governments, state and, and federal are doing, both California and New York State have basically asked everyone to stay home. California has an official shelter in place order, but Governor Gavin Newsom hasn't said how he's going to enforce it. New York State is mandating all non-essential workers must stay from home. Um, which he actually just said about an hour ago. Um, New York currently has 7,000 cases, which is half of all known cases in the United States. Um, and because California and New York have like such a big population and still not uh, adequate representation in the Electoral College, this means that one in five Americans are, on, are basically under an order to stay home. Um, I can't believe that half of the cases are in New York. I mean, we are packed here like sardines. But don't you feel like, I feel like New Yorkers are taking this seriously. 
when oh, I do look outside, there's nowhere near the amount of people outside that you see on TV in even California. Like I'm pretty impressed. I, I agree. I think it, I think this week was sort of like the changing point, but the people who are entering hospitals now are cases that started like a week mm-hmm. ago. So we're on a lag yeah. from, we're still getting all the people who weren't taking it seriously a week ago or two weeks ago. So because of that, it's like, it's going to take a bit for it to like settle out. Like I know a few people who have coronavirus now. Yeah. Wow. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, it is thank crazy. God they're all, everyone I know, everyone I know personally is okay, but there are so many people who are not so, and it could happen to anyone. So I just said so a million times. Anyway, um, Cuomo has been really such a leader in this time. Um, he said, if you're mad about it, blame him about being a second home to blame him. He takes responsibility for it. Um, he's really been showing, I think, great leadership and been very entertaining at his little yeah. table discussion. Yeah, he had like a full on deck in his uh in his uh, presentation this morning. Yeah. And it was really cute. He was like, yeah, I called my daughter and we just talked a lot about things we never talk about because we could only talk on the phone. It was really sweet. Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, said something similar. She's like, I know this is hard for me too. like try sending your grandma podcast. Like there's been some good leadership some places. There has been. I mean, it's hard. I think people don't know when they're going to see their families. Like, I don't know. I'm going to see my mother. Yeah. She like has, she is immunosuppressed and. It's just not okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so they also suspended commercial and residential evictions for 90 days and um, mortgage freeze in New York as well. Um, one more story before we get to the main discussion is that uh, the CDC just came out with a report on nearly 2,500 of the, fir- the earliest cases in the United States. And they basically showed that younger people are more susceptible to needing to be hospitalized um, if they get coronavirus. New data shows that nearly 40% of patients sick enough to be hospitalized were aged 20 to 54. Um, Jesus. Of the tw- yeah. Um, however, older people are more likely to die from it. Um, however, sorry too many however. However, old people are more likely to die from it, probably if they have like an underlying condition, especially. Um, This study is based on the earliest cases before hospitals were overwhelmed. So when everyone who was coming in was able to get the care that they actually needed, which is not necessarily guaranteed um, in the future, depending on the the degree to which hospitals are over capacity. Um, So it is something to think about, like if young people are okay, if they're treated Fully, but what if they aren't able to be treated fully? They may not have as high a recovery rate. Um, and also, the study found that in every age group, men are twice as likely to die of the disease than women. Happy Women's History Month. At least have a lower death Brutal. rate as a treat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Should we move on to our main discussion? Yeah. Yeah. So this week, reporting around the board, uh, mainly from the Center of Responsive Politics and the Daily Beast showed that four total senators, but we have the most details about two Republican senators, dumped millions and millions of their own stock when they learned how bad the coronavirus could be, all while they publicly downplayed the virus and its expected effect. Um, we're also hearing, so those people are North Carolina's Richard Burr. Georgia's Kelly Loeffler, Democratic Senator of California, Diane Feinstein, and a senator from Oklahoma, a Republican senator. The most egregious one seems to be Richard Burr. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what he's been up to? Yeah. So Richard Burr is a North Carolina Republican who's also the chair of the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee. So pretty important guy, like in the grand scheme of things. Um, he sold $1.7 million worth of stock in February, shortly before the market tanks. The reason this is so egregious is because he did this while publicly assuring people that everything was fine, that this was no big deal. He, even though they have recordings of him meeting with VIPs at a social at his social club, where he said that this would be dire and as bad as the Spanish flu. Um, the luncheon where he said this was organized by a group that charges $10,000 for membership. Um, specifically for exclusive access to leaders. Um, meanwhile, in public, he was saying the United States is better prepared than ever to, ever before to face emerging public health threats like the coronavirus. Um, 
he got rid of, he dumped this 1.7 million in stock on February 13th when his committee was getting daily briefings on the coronavirus threat, um, including classified information. So he is basically finding out this is going to be really bad, really bad. He's telling his friends, look at this information I got, like dump her sock. Then he does it immediately after being, he actually does it, which prevents a large financial loss to him that would have been. Um, and he's telling everyone that it's fine, even though he knew that it wouldn't be fine. Um, there's a law called the Stock Act against members of Congress making trades on insider information. Um, but he was opposed to basically that type of restriction on Congress people. He proposed a bill prohibiting Congress people from cashing in on non-public information. So this guy doesn't even like pretend like he has it. <laughs> because at the time he was like, we don't need another bill. Like public insider trading laws already apply to us. We don't need a special one. This is exactly okay. why you needed a special one because you're the dude getting classified info all the time. Right. I understand why you wouldn't want there to be a special one. Yeah, yeah. So and you I, could do this. Yeah, I'm, my parents live in North Carolina. I lived there for a long time. And the fact that this guy, like, he didn't spend the intervening weeks being like, yo, Trump, this is going to be bad. I want to make sure North Carolinians are protected. Like he spent that time enriching himself and avoiding financial ruin. And he is not the only one. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a narrative of the Trump administration and most Republicans. Um, a surprising twist is that <laughs> Tucker Carlson <laughs> actually went off on Burr on his show last night, demanding an explanation, a resignation, and even prosecution, which is, I mean, Tucker Carlson has actually been like kind of pro giving real information about the virus. Wow. Shocking. I mean, it's a pandemic, so. Yeah. The bar is low. The bar is low. Yeah. The burr is low too. Indeed. Yes. Very, very, very low. So another person we're hearing about is a senator named Kelly Lurfler. So she's a new senator as of like three months ago. She's a little baby senator. She was appointed in Georgia to replace a guy who resigned because he was in failing health. Um, she was appointed. Trump actually even opposed her appointment at the time. And I think it was because there were concerns about her pro-life record. She had dared to express openness to the concept that women might be able to choose. So I remember reading about this being like, okay, maybe she's going to be like a good one. But then she she obviously voted to quit during impeachment and appears from, from everything you're about to hear is a total monster. So the Daily Beast published a big piece revealing her role in this. She also dumped a ton of stock all the way back in January. On the same day, her committee, the Senate Health Committee, hosted a private all-senators uh, briefing from administrative officials, including our favorite Dr. Anthony Fauci um, and members of the CDC who were like, this is, here's what's happening. And it's probably going to be pretty bad. Um, some of the stock she shedded has already lost its value by half. Not only did she dump all that stock to preserve her wealth, but at the time she even invested in companies that provide telework because she had a sense that maybe this would be bad enough that we would all be working from home. So she's saying that the transactions were made without her knowledge by financial advisors. I know that does happen a lot. I have no idea what's happening with my 401k. Maybe someone's doing gnarly stuff with that, but she was actually informed rather quickly um, that these trades happened. And also they, had, they happened on the same day of that briefing and she, where she it, learned how bad it was going to be. And she's going to be like, no, 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 this was not related. And plus she was informed of them by her advisor in mid-February, weeks before she tweeted that everything was still going to be fine. It seems like her trades were a little bit too surgical to have been an accident to me. Yes, exactly. Right. And then even 
as recently as like, she had started like amending them once start, things got really bad. Like apparently one, she had filed a car saying like, oh, my husband made this trade. But then later she amended it to say I did too. I think maybe because she saw something like this coming and was like, I, I can't act like I didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, but yeah, she's right. saying that it's a baseless attack that, you know, this is how money works. Like I had no idea what was going on. But yeah, she continued to downplay the threat after she had been told by her advisors that that these trades had happened. She said, she tweeted, in late February, Democrats have dangerously and intentionally misled the American people on the coronavirus readiness. Here's the tooth. Donald Trump and his administration are doing a great job working to keep Americans healthy and safe. I mean, it's another example of them pretending that what they're doing is incompetence or ignorance or like, what well, I didn't know when it's actually malicious and, and greedy. And this is a grift. So... Yeah. Totally. And she's up for re-election at the end of the year. We're still waiting to hear more about the situation with Dianne Feinstein. Um, obviously, if a Democrat did this too, it's unacceptable. My sense from her is that her, Democrats have not been downplaying the risk of this. Like if, you, if you're if you a normal, a, a public a civilian, a non-government person, and in late January, you decided to dump some stock, I don't think that's a problem, right? That's not a problem. If you're a government official telling your constituents that this is nothing to worry about, but your private actions suggest you're really worried, that's bizarre. That's, that's also she also she's basing it off of a private classified briefing. Like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people out there who were like, oh, this could really lead to a need to work from home. Avi bought Zoom and then yeah. he sold it like a day later. But like <laughs> he made money on it because it went up, it was going up because of yeah. coronavirus. But that was based on like the the news not like exactly. on a classified private briefing so yeah and Feinstein was in on that um so Lurfler she was getting it from the health committee where she talked to all the health officials but Feinstein and Burr were getting their information from the intelligence committee which definitely seems a lot shadier like they were getting information that absolutely was not accessible to not only other Americans but other like lawmakers yeah I mean, it's just another example of greed and people, they're literally profiting off of a pandemic. Right. At the it's unacceptable. Uh, it's, and like, that's one thing. It's nasty. But at this whole time, they said they weren't worried about it. Right. Privately, they were like moving their money around because they were obviously worried about it. Lurful is going to be fine. She's uh, got an estimated fortune of $500 million. And do you know who she's married to? The chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. What have we here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you can't trust anything they say. Trump gives information and then you have to fact check it later in the day. Like yesterday, he was saying that chloroquine, a malaria drug, was like going to be widely available to treat this. Fauci then gives an interview that is actually just anecdotal evidence and that they're not really ready to like start doing that widely. So yeah. you can't trust anything that comes out of their mouth. You have to wait for like the actual facts from the people he's talking about. Like if he says something about Google, if he says something about a drug company, you have to wait and see what those companies actually say. It's, it's nuts. true. It's true. Yeah. Even last night, Fauci was on CNN doing a town hall. And yesterday, did you notice people, he wasn't at the briefing and people were like, oh shit, what happened to Fauci? Two days of him. no Fauci. Two days. And He's so back again, today though. Yeah. He was like, I know people were worried, but 
Like I literally just also had to do my other job. Like I couldn't go that day, but I know people were really worried that I got sick or that Trump was mad at me. And that's my biggest concern. Like it's kind of hard for me to watch. I know journalists are doing their job, obviously. This is what they have to do, but it can be a little hard to watch them press the health officials to dispute what Trump has just said, because you can see them kind of wince and like they want to be of service to the American people. And the best way they can do that is to keep their jobs. Yeah. So they don't want to like get him so upset that he would remove them from the picture. It's so bad. It's so bad. I know. Well, we want to end this podcast on some good news every day. Yes. Oh, we put up a story asking you guys to tell something positive. And I have just, I'm looking at the responses. There's a bunch of them. Someone got a new coffee. Someone puts out an application to adopt a puppy. Someone gets to cuddle with their dog. Um, and the less dog-related news, um, someone's mom in a red state told her she's voting for Biden after not voting in 2016. Um, someone's cat sleeping with them. <laughs> the OC is on Hulu. Oh, wow. That's huge. Oh, it's match day for med students. And my friend actually matched at a really good place. Oh, that's great. So thank that's you exciting. everybody who is a doctor and is trying to become a doctor. Yeah. Um, someone says, despite everything, I'm still going to graduate with my master's in May. Um, wow. someone, two people got new jobs. Really? Someone got accepted to law school. So life is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Life is happening. Oh, Ikea found 50,000 face masks in a warehouse and donated them to hospitals. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's great. So we have a lot of good news. Lots of good news. Thanks. Keep them coming. We'll read them every day. We will. We will. Okay. Um, what's our closeout for this? Do we have one? Do we just do it? Until the end of COVID-19. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Amanda Duberman. And this has been the Sub Daily Coronacast. Bye. Betches.